We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Oof. I think. I think. I think it might. I think it might be time to pop the bottles. Popping bottles. Um, uh, I did not expect this. Did not expect this at all. Um, D, we good? Oh. Okay, well, just copy the link to the channel or something. Anyway, we're trying to figure out how to. Anyway, um, okay, there's my wife. My wife is acting as my producer tonight because um, we didn't expect this. Usually, me and Andrew, we talk about everything, about all the possibilities, like, oh, maybe we'll go live, this and that. Not tonight because the Celtics were playing the fucking Cavaliers who are tanking and are not trying to win games. Um, and yet they won this game. They won this game somehow against the Celtics because the Celtics are in complete disarray and half of their team is injured and, um, and they won and uh, the Cavs won and the Celtics lost and the Knicks are going to the playoffs. The Knicks, the New York Knicks are going to the 2021, the Knicks are going to the playoffs. Oh my God. Um, Stevens, this is a great day, Stevens. Stevens, you've been here for all of these super chats. Um, let's get the fourth seed back. Yeah, I would love to get the fourth seed back. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, so I'm just, first, I'm going to raise a glass to every Nick fan out there who's watching this with me, who is listening, 
you know, later, uh, we'll probably turn this into a podcast. Um, cheers to you because it's been, <laughs> it's been a long eight years. Mm. Oh my God. It's been a long, it's been a long, long, long eight years. Look at this. Look at this. Th these are, hang on here. When I did, when I did before the season, over the summertime, before we even knew there was going to be 72 games and not, or eight, uh, 70, 72 instead of 82, I did uh, my charity fundraiser for Higher Heights for America. Um, and everybody who came on, I asked them to make a prediction. And this was based on, this was based on 82 games. And here were the, and these were huge Nick fans, Nick fans who donated money to appear on the Knicks Film School podcast, optimists all the way. And here are the predictions of an 80, for an 82-game season, 30, 32, 39, 36, 40, 31, 40, 35, 42, 38, 37, 28, 28, 32, 34, 40. Claudio said 37. Jeremy Cohen said 32. We blew it all out of the water. We blew all of it out of the water. Forgotten NYC. Woohoo! Let's go! <laughs> this one was extra sweet because the Celtics took a fat loss. Yes, they did. Um, not to spoil a podcast later in the week, but uh, I spoke to my, my good friend Adam Taylor, who covers the Celtics earlier today for the podcast that's going to be dropping on Friday. And we just talked about how crazy it is because in the NBA, you know, narratives are supposed to matter. And, like, you're supposed to know what's up. And you're supposed to know what you're capable and you're, of and you're supposed to know what you're not capable of. And the Knicks, before this season, we knew they weren't capable of making the playoffs. The Celtics. <laughs> the Boston Celtics of fucking um, – you know, Red Arback and and Bill Russell and Larry Bird, um, and and Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker and uh, you know President Brad Stevens and and can do no wrong Danny Ainge, like that was the team that was the team that was gonna you know make some noise if anyone, not us, we weren't gonna do shit. <laughs> And the Celtics lose tonight to the, the Cavs. Thanks, by the way, once a Nick, always a Nick. Damian Dotson had a huge three down the stretch of that game when it was actually still a game. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, I feel like someone who just won an Academy Award and did not think that they were going to win so they don't have a speech prepared. Um. Anyway, and look, here let's call a spade a spade. We we all have our optimists. We all believe in this team. I mean, they've proven it to us, right? Over 69 games. They've proven it to us that they're real. Like the the other shoe's not going to drop. But 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 for anybody who hasn't seen the injury report from earlier today, Rose questionable sprained ankle. Um Quickly, still questionable. Alec Burks, still questionable. Reggie Bullock, 
questionable sprained ankle. That's 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 four fifths of our you know usual backcourt rotation. Um, I'm putting Barrett aside for now because he's really like a he's more the the small forward. That's four fifths of the of the of the backcourt rotation, and the other fifth is Alfred Payton, and he doesn't even count. So they they all might not play. So if you're telling me we were going to have to go down the stretch and win a must win game against a you know a decent Spurs team, a decent uh, Charlotte team, or this or the Celtic team, you know, without any of those guys relying on on Alfred Payton to play to play you know 30 minutes of solid basketball, relying on Kevin Knox to start at small forward. If you told me that that is what we were going to have to do. To get into the playoffs, oh my God, I would not have. I don't know how well I would have slept tonight, um, or if we, and certainly if we lost that game against, if we lost the game against the Spurs, my God, could you imagine what the next forty-eight hours would have been like if the Celtics didn't lose this game and we were going into the weekend still needing a win to make the playoffs? With and imagine we would have gotten the injury report coming down the pike on Friday, saying all those guys were still. I mean, like you could just, if you've been rooting for this team for long enough, you could have just seen it. You could have seen it coming down. How after all sixty-nine games, it could have still fallen apart, and um, we don't have to worry about that anymore. We do not have to worry about that anymore. And look, call it cheap. Call it that we did it off a loss. Call it because the Celtics are a dumpster fire, which they are. Call it anything you want. Call it anything the fuck you want because the New York Knicks, who Las Vegas predicted, would win 21 and a half games. 21 and a half. 2-1, motherfucker. .5. That is where we were supposed to be. And we're in the playoffs. So I don't hear anything about cheap. Do not want to hear it. Oh, just letting it all out right now. This is the first drink I've had today. Just first sip. Uh, okay, got some more comments in the Super Chat. We're going to be here for a while. Forgotten NYC, I'm so happy we clinched tonight. If we somehow lost tomorrow, my heart would have exploded. I'd be, yes. 100%. Matt Smith. Big fan, John. Thank you. You want to come say hi finally? No. Why? You look so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love my wife. Uh, shout out to my wife who makes all this possible because she deals, deals with the delirious uh, person uh, <laughs> who sits in front of you and talks to you. Um yeah, sorry, Matt Smith. Big fan, John. I believe the Spurs are officially locked into the 10th seed after results tonight. Maybe they help us out with some rest. Um, yeah, that that uh, because I believe, what, the Pelicans, uh, they were losing. Did the, did the Pelicans lose? I Honestly, I'm, I'm a little bit out of sorts. I was flipping between the Wizards game and the, um, obviously, the Celtics game throughout the entire evening. Um, so I, I am not privy on the latest uh, tiebreakers and scenarios and whatnot. Personally, you know, the Spurs, do I think they're going to rest guys? I, no. I, I mean, maybe Pop does. Who the hell knows? It's Pop. He, he, no rhyme or reason. Um, either way, like, even if the Spurs rest, like, Spurs are good. The Spurs can, can you know, they kicked the shit out of us last time. 
Uh, um, Andrew uh, German, is there any chance of all four of Rose, IQ, Reggie, and Burks are out that we can still be- <laughs> that we can still bench Elf asking for a friend? Well, how would you still bench Elf? You would probably start Frank, um, start RJ at the two, start uh, Knox at the no. Um, what I if the so what I would expect at this point. So let's let's actually um, let's bring it back to reality. Um, I think Andrew woke up. <laughs> Legit passed out on the couch we hear. Um, I love you, Andrew. Um, what I expect them to do, I don't expect any of those guys to play tomorrow. Um, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I expect that. Let me rephrase that. I shouldn't say that. I expect that the, the Knicks will approach tomorrow and, and the weekend, quite frankly, with not just an abundance of caution. I would expect them to um, – approach it with an overabundance of caution, Um, which is to say if they think even remotely there's any chance of any of those players going out and making whatever the injury is worse, we will not see those players at all. Um, You know, and I don't think that's, you know, Thibodeau being like, bring on the Bucks or or the Nets. It might be the Nets, I guess, or what any of that shit. Um, I just think – this organization has been very good this year about, you know, making sure its players are, are not going to be put on the court and not be put in positions where they can further help hurt, hurt themselves. Say what you want about how much Tibbs plays his guys. They have been extraordinarily cautious with how they have handled injuries this year. So, um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe some of those guys, you know, give it a go before pregame and, and uh, they're, they're good. Regardless, if all four of those guys are out, um, I would expect it to be Elf, RJ, Knox, Randall, you know, Noel, and then uh, Frank to essentially be the backup point guard, but also the backup wing and have Frank play like 35 minutes and then Obi and Taj get their usual allotment of time. Um, and, and then, you know, he, he'll close the game with, you know, whoever is having a better game of Knox and Frank, probably Elf, um, but whatever. It is what it is. House money. Um, house money. Um, let's talk, uh, briefly about tiebreakers and what happens from here. Um, so right now, um, the, oh, wait, one more question in the super chat before I get to that. Um, Robert Cross, um, can Frank overtake Peyton so Elf can stay on the shelf the rest of the way? I wish, I wish that were the case. I, I would be, for me. If he, if he, the, here's what I ex- think could happen in the playoffs. I think we could get Alfred Payton as like a starter emeritus where he's playing three minutes, four minutes, maybe five minutes, gets taken out, you know, maybe the first opportunity that he gets to, to uh, sub somebody in. And then you see Burks quickly, whoever. And then maybe at the start of the second half, you see either Rose start the second half or Burke start the second half or quickly start the second half. And then Elf just remains on the bench. I think realistically speaking, I think that's the best we could expect. Um, chicken cutlets all around. Yes. Miller Corrigan. Um, that's my guess. Um, but who knows? Tibbs has surprised me already. Um, Corey Giordano. Uh, hey, John, never commented before, but I'm, uh, I watch the channel every post game. I'm so happy the Knicks made the playoffs. Me too, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. I will. And you, you keep doing what you're doing and uh, watching us and rooting for the Knicks because this has been fucking great. 
Uh, Mark, my main man, Mark. I'm texting Mark all night, and here he is in Super Chat. I think we should rest Elf for the rest of the season. <laughs> Playoffs, baby. We made it. Yes. Uh, I love you, Mark. Thank you. Um, Robert Boyd, praying that Miami loses the final three games. Um, no chance Atlanta, Atlanta loses to Orlando, Houston, to be honest. So let's let's um, let's go through this. So right now, um, the Knicks and the Heat are a half game back of Atlanta. Now, um, I was rooting obviously for Washington tonight. I would have loved for Washington to win tonight. The truth of the matter is, um, it doesn't really matter. Well. Let me, let me rephrase that. It's not that it doesn't matter that, that Atlanta won, but in terms of the things that really matter, what really matters to the Knicks is Miami losing. And specifically, Miami losing, um, ideally, to both of the next two games against Philly and Milwaukee, even if they only lose one. Because here's the thing. Um, I think it was always expected that Atlanta was going to go 3-0. So what does that mean? That means if the Knicks go 3-0, um, even if Atlanta wins their last two games, as long as the Heat lose one game, and again, they're playing Philly and they're playing Milwaukee, and Jimmy Butler, by the way, is questionable um, for, for the game against Philly, which is tomorrow night. Um, if that happens, again, Knicks 3-0, and Hawks 2-0, and Heat 2-1, and the Knicks uh, go in the 4-5 and, and they have home, field, home, home court against the Hawks and the Heat drop down to uh, sixth. Let's assume um, the Hawks go 2-0. and The Knicks go 2-1. and And the Heat go 2-1. and In that scenario, Hawks get the four, Heat get the five, Knicks get the six. Um, probably would play, would play uh, Milwaukee in the first round. If, if the Hawks go 2-0, and the Knicks go two and one and Miami somehow loses both of the next two games against Philly and Milwaukee. doesn't matter what they do against Detroit. Again, Hawks four, Knicks five, um, heat six. So there are, there are scenarios on the table right now where the Knicks could end up fourth, where the Knicks could end up fifth, where the Knicks could end up sixth. Here's, here's, um, why the the Hawks game matters a little bit less because whether the Knicks end up in a two-team tiebreaker with the Heat or whether the Knicks end up in a three-team tiebreaker with the Heat and Hawks, it doesn't really make a difference um, because, again, it's a little kooky. Even though the Knicks have the head-to-head tiebreaker with the Hawks, because the Hawks win the division, they win the three-team tiebreaker um, and then obviously if it's two-way tiebreaker between the Knicks and the Heat, um, Heat win because they're they're 3-0 against the Knicks this year. I'm sorry if that was a lot of uh, word vomit and you stopped paying attention, um, but hopefully that at least clarified everything. Here's the point. The point is if the Knicks take care of business and they win three games or even if they win two games, um, there's a there's a decent chance, you know, that they're gonna that they're gonna end up in the in the four or five. Well, maybe not two, because I think I think the Heat are going to take care of business against one of these next next two teams, and then they're going to they're going to beat the Pistons. So realistically speaking, realistically speaking, um, the Knicks have to go three and zero if they want to if they want to end up in that in that top spot. But again, great news if they go three and zero, they end up with the four home home court advantage against the Hawks. 
Um, which will it matter? Eh, I don't know if it matters too much. Uh, <laughs> after all that. Okay. Um, Brian Benjamin, Peyton, 15 minutes a game is way too much. It's more than a quarter. Trade him to the sun. Again, we've been, we've been working on that, um, working on that rocket ship here. One of these days, we're going to get it fully functional. One of these days, um, before next season, I could, I could say, um, okay. Um, a E I O U Y. Why is a vowel sometimes? 48. Cheers, Macri. It's been a hell of a season. And watching you after every game has made it that much better. Thank you so much. Um, sharing it with you has made it that much better. We here and we just getting started. Damn right we here. Um, I would wear my We Here shirt right now, um, except I wore it yesterday and it's in the wash because it smells. Um, but, but hey, uh, shameless plug, um, we are now selling the KFS merchandise store because we have a, a merchandise store. Um, I believe, I think they're on sale already. Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, we here 2021 um, playoffs uh, shirts, which which you can uh, purchase by clicking on a link, I think, somewhere maybe below the, this this thing. Oh, yeah, Andrew just texted me. There we go. Um, scrolling down the, 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 the old super chat. Oh, my God. What is going on here? Matt R. Matt R. I don't know who you are, man, but you have a lovely picture in that super chat comment. Um, I don't know if you put the decimal in the wrong place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that generous contribution. Um, I wish you would have asked the question, um, but thank you for contributing to what we do um, here at Nick's Film School. Um, shout out to Andrew Claudio. Shout out to Jeremy Cohen. Of course, shout out to Chris Persiine, and I see him in the chat. Um, ready to sleep until uh, 4 p.m. tomorrow because he's um, a college student. We're not crying tonight. No, this is all this is happy. This is all this is all the happy. This is just nothing but the happy. I, I couldn't even muster a cry right now if I tried um, because I've been waiting too long for this. Um, we got another super chat comment. Louis Minens, I hope I got that uh, pronunciation correct. Macri, you're the man. Nick's tape for life. Thank you for all the content and analysis, man. Um, thank you so much. That's, that's completely unwarranted. Um, but um, it is very much appreciated. Uh, we're happy crying tonight. We might be happy crying. I mean, look, uh, you know, let me just say, you know, you mentioned Nick's tape. Um, Brian Benjamin again in the Super Chat. Thank you so much. Uh, will Tibbs rest his guys for a game to get ready for the playoffs? No, um, no, he won't. Um, I, again, I think he'll rest guys if he doesn't feel they're they're fully healthy to go. But if he, if they have, so, okay, let me rephrase that. If the if the Knicks arrive on Sunday with literally nothing to play for, nothing at all to play for, there's nothing on the line whatsoever. Do I think he'll rest guys? Yes. Otherwise, if a guys are healthy, Tibbs will play those guys because you know why? They have five days off. They have five days off before the playoffs start, which we're going to be in. Fuck yeah. Yahtzee. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm just losing my mind. Um, yeah, that's my answer to that question. You play to win the game. Um, look, Nick's tape, the, the name of Nick's tape was just invoked. Um, Nick's tape obviously refers back to the 2012-2013 team 
Um, very special team around here. Very special team around here for a lot of people. I think I think a lot of fans under the age of 30, that 2012-2013 team really takes on a very, very, very special meaning. And because – and I remember it. I was I – was, I don't think I've ever told this story before. I was sitting um, – it was uh, Hurricane Sandy had just happened. And I was sitting on a gas line on um, – oh, my God. It was uh, Hempstead, Hempstead Turnpike, right, in Franklin Square, down the block from the woman I would later marry. I didn't know it at the time. Um, I was waiting on that fucking line for three hours to get gas. And I had to I had to listen to the entire Knicks Heat game on the radio. And the whole time I had to pee so bad that I actually peed in an empty bottle in the passenger seat. Fun fact. Um, anyway, so I listened to that whole game and they blew out the Heat, obviously, who were the defending world champs. And they started out 6-0 and and they, they were the last undefeated team in the league. And then that whole season, even though they were like 500 for half of it, um, was like it was it was blessed it was it was like oh my god we're a great team all of a sudden <laughs> andrew claudio asks why um why because i'm me that's why um you know and that season was extremely special but it was like a, I, I it was like a comet in the night sky um it was it was gone almost it felt like to me it was gone almost as soon as it was here and for me it never felt like building block one where we were just going to keep building on top of it. The whole thing, because of the ages of a lot of the players, it felt a little tenuous. Um, and so, like, while I love that team, and that team is very special to me, to me, it almost, looking back, it almost feels like a blip on the radar. And when I think about, like, my life as a Nick fan, um, I will I will get to that, that shout-out very soon. Um, when I think about my life as a Nick fan, I think about – you know, really the last 20 years being largely, you know, very bad. Um, and so in, for me personally, this really isn't like eight years in the making, but because of the nature of this team and because this feels so sustainable um, and it feels like really it is the beginning of something. It feels like it's 20 years in the making, which is more than half my life. And I'm fucking old. Um you know, and let me just get back to some of the comments here in the super chat, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up my thoughts on why I think this is so special. Jesse D, um, appreciate all of you at KFS. Been a hell of a year and not done yet. No, we're not done yet. Big fifteen all the way, baby. Hashtag Big Fifteen. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Jason M waited too long for this, and they didn't just limp into the A seed with a losing record. They earned this. We earned this. Yes, we did earn this. Blood, sweat, and tears. We earned this with. Um, Dre Digits, it's been a long and bumpy ride, but the team and the franchise has shown exponential growth. That's the only way to say it. It's the only way to say it. Exponential growth in just one season. I'm ready for the Eastern Conference Battle Royale, 1,000%. Um, also, um, I believe, I believe, is Alex in here? I think Alex is, I think, is is Alex in the chat? Because if Alex is in the chat, I got to give my man um, Alex a shout out. Um, Andrew is telling me that that he's in the chat. So I'm giving him a shout out because I think he's here. Um, Anyway. So then 2012-13 happens, right? And then I remember it like it was yesterday. One of the earliest, actually, no, it was the first, first draft 
I ever watched with my wife. Um, the uh, 2013 NBA draft, when the Knicks traded for one Andrea Bargnani. And that moment, that moment, you knew. You knew we were in for it. And it was going to hurt. And it was going to last. And it was just going to be bad. And then the, the, that season started out snake bitten. And then it went from Bargnani trading for Calderon. We had to endure Derek Fisher and Kurt fucking Rambis. We signed Joakim Noah to a $72 million contract. We hired Jeff Hornacek to coach the team. We traded for Ennis Cantor and then fucking played him big minutes. Even though he sucks. We traded for Emmanuel fucking Moutier. I thought he was the point guard of the future. My wife's laughing because <laughs> I'm going fucking losing my mind. Steve fucking Mills tried to run this organization into the fucking septic tank under your house. And hired David Fisdale coach. That's what the last eight years have been. They gave, thank you, James Epstein. They gave Ron Baker a no trade clause. <laughs> they signed Tim Hardaway Jr. to a contract that was the laughing stock of the league. The laughing stock of the league. This is what the last eight years have been. Alexei Schved, yes. Lou Amundsen, yes. Phil Jackson falling asleep. Couldn't even stay awake. <laughs> uh. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, we've been through it. We've been through it. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody p- pointing out stuff. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Oh, but um, we're here now. Hold on. Andrew's telling me I have to zoom in on something. Um, oh, here we go. The Cerrone Almagro family. Can you please give me a shout out? My name is Alex the Fourth. Been a Knicks fan my whole life. 
Okay. Shout out to you. There we go. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not reading that out loud because I'm going to get canceled. Um, thank you to Andrew for, for typing that in there. Um, okay. Catching up on the Super Chat. Jordan Montero. Is this the real Is this the real life? Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, no, it's not. Do you think Robinson will be back for the playoffs? It's a great question. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I have I have no earthly clue. I have no inside info. I have I don't I can't even wager a guess. My 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 gut feeling for a while now has been that we're we're not going to see Robinson again this year. But at the same time, if he's healthy, I don't think it's crazy to to think that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Sean Aaron, what's going on, Sean? Been on the post game this entire season. Thank you so much for joining um, and watching. We I, but you have no idea how much we appreciate it. We've gone from there's something here to we here. <laughs> We're all the big 15. Um, Bleacher Report, just Knicks uh, community is going off after we're in the playoffs. Okay. I, want, I hope I'm not on there. Um, Luke Shamoon. Uh, Shamoon? Shamoon? Thank you for everything you do for the fan base. Stop it. Come on, guys. Um, for everything you do for the fan base day in and day out. We love you. I love – man, I love you guys. Seriously. I, I don't I – don't, um, I hate fucking everybody. Ask my wife. I don't like anybody. And I love all of you guys because you, you, you get it. Nobody else fucking gets it. Nobody else gets it. Like, how, how, how can you care so much about this stuff? People see me and they meet me and they're like, man, you're a smart guy. This and that. You could do different shit. Why do you care so Why you, why you spend all your time writing about this team and podcasting about this team and talking about this team? You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a cute little hobby, this and that. Yeah, fuck off. You guys, man, you guys make this worth it because I know I'm not doing it by myself. I know I might be crazy, but I know all of y'all are crazy with me. That's why the, the Celtics lose tonight, we're in the playoffs, and you, we're all here celebrating this together. That's what makes it special. That's what makes it unique, and that's what makes us the best fan base in all the sports. Because we do it together and we never give up. We, we've we had that history together. When any other sane person would have called it quits a long time ago. And we never thought twice. Never thought twice. Um, so thank you, Luke, for those for those very kind words. Um, <laughs> I, I, I scrolled past the Lamar Odom comment again. Um, <laughs> Lewis Midens again. Um Long way from the missed Cole Aldridge hook shot that broke the damn backboard. Um, yeah, we have we have come a long way from that. Uh, Robert Cross, just want to say D-Rose can't possibly get enough credit. Um, I'm going to talk about D-Rose in a second. Stevens Guillaume, damn, we've been through some shit. You're goddamn right we've been through some, some shit. Um, shout out, I see Vivex here in the chat. I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of names that I've seen um, uh, all season long. Uh, <laughs> Stanley man salute to Scott Perry for signing Alfred Payton and Mario Hazonia. At least Hazonia could play defense and pass the ball. <laughs> Travis Ware, Jonas Plout with the, with the Sam Dallin bear shout out Jonas. Thank you for being in the, in the chat all season long, my man. Um, Zolo J thank you uh, for contribution here. I was a freshman in high school. The last time the Knicks were in the playoffs, that means you're a lot younger than me. Um, that was also the year I fell in love with the Knicks. I've been waiting for this again. Let's go, Knicks. Yeah, man. I mean, 
2012-13 was the year. I mean, that's funny. It was the year I fell in love with my wife. Um, and we, we watched that season um, when we were uh, sneaking around at uh, various um, – um, what was that? What was the bar? The name of the bar? Something Moon, right? I'm gonna. I hope my wife remembers. We used to go to this shithole bar in some Long Island town and get drunk on like Sunday and Saturdays and watch the Knicks. And that was how we spent our 2012-13 um, season. And uh, I wish I remember the name of the bar. My wife will remember the name of the bar. Um, and then and then we upgraded for the playoffs. We started going to Applebee's. Because that's what you do when you upgrade on Long Island. You go to Applebee's. Um, don't go to Long Island. Anyway, um, what else we got here? Ronald Glover with the Clay Anthony Early uh, shout-out. Picked how many spots ahead of Nikola Jokic? Uh, Howl to the moon. That was it, right? I think it was Howl to the moon. Um, my God. Bringing it all back. Moon, oh, no. Moon, was it Moonlight Pub? No, I think it was Howl. You sure there was no Howl? What, I'll, I'll trust my wife on this. If she says it's Moonlight Pub, I'll believe it's Moonlight Pub. Whatever. It was a shithole. That's where I spent most of 2012-13 um, watching this team. Uh, Sasha Bujicic. Man, Ronaldo Balkman. Yeah, that's a – oh, that's right. That's a, that's the Fordham bar. That's what I'm getting confused. I've been to that bar too. Anyway, um, let me talk about Derek Rose. Um, because I feel like this season we, we've spent so much time on here. I've come on here and I, I've talked so much about Tibbs and all the love in the world to Tom Thibodeau. Talked about Julius Randle, most improved player, all NBA team, should be on MVP val- ballots, um, the whole thing. We've talked so much about R.J. Barrett, his progress. Um, how he's he's just fights through everybody's expectations for him and completely exceeds them, um, and obviously become a dead eye three point shooter and the whole thing. We've spent so much time talking about Emmanuel quickly, how he's the steal of the draft, how we love him. He's a foundational piece, a fixture. We've talked about Leon Rose. We've talked about Worldwide West. We've talked about Alec Burks. We've talked about Reggie Bullock lately. I feel like we I haven't taken the the proper amount of time to just sit down and really sing the praises of a guy who when the rumors came out that they were going to trade for him this year my first reaction was why why you know because i like a lot of people i was like we have a manual quickly Emmanuel quickly should be running backup point guard. Why do we need another backup point guard, especially one who's old, especially one who hasn't even been good around the rim this season? It's supposed to be the one thing he's good at. He hasn't even been that good at that. Um, you know, I remembered the defense was not great. Um, couldn't have gotten better, right? And I looked for all the reasons to be skeptical of um, of that trade, but but in fairness. In, in my own defense, I was like, all right, you know what? It's a low-risk move. They didn't give up anything real to get him. And if that's the guy that Tibbs wants, and that's the guy that Tibbs trusts, well, I trust Tibbs. And I, you guys know I've, I've trusted Tibbs all year long. So 
um, as we have a shout out for Tori Murray from your boy Ben's. Um, this one for you, baby. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, but Derek Rose has absolutely taken everybody's expectations. And speak, speaking about firing things to the sun, he has fired them into the sun. Because Derek Rose for – I'm going to actually – I have to do it because I, I, I have to pull up his, his stats because I, I don't want to get this wrong. Um, Derek Rose, I, I think I said this during maybe a halftime or something. I don't know. I said it somewhere recently. Over the last couple weeks, Derek Rose isn't playing like the sixth man of the year. I mean, he is playing like the sixth man of the year. I would go so far as to say Derek Rose is playing like a top 50 player. And yeah, that may sound a little insane. Um, but again, just talking about the last couple weeks for this team and what he's been able to do and how important he's been because of the alternative option. And let me make that clear. Would Derek Rose and what Derek Rose is able to do be as necessary on, you know, the the uh, the Clippers or the the Bucks or some other contender? Probably not. Probably not. But on this team, with the worst starting point guard in the history of starting point guards, um, other than Emmanuel Moutier and probably five other guys the Knicks have had that I'm forgetting, what he does is absolutely essential and vital to everything that they try to do. Let me just real quick, Michael Aaron, I see your, your comment in the Super Chat. I'm going to get to it in a second. Derek Rose, last six games. And this is a six-game West Coast road trip. 24 points on 11 shots at Houston. 25 points on 15 shots at Memphis. 14 points on 10 shots at Denver. Um, the only game, by the way, he had a, a negative plus-minus, by the way. Uh, at Phoenix, 17 points, six assists on uh, 14 shots. Clippers, 25 points on 17 shots, eight assists, six rebounds. Lakers, 27 points, six assists, 20 on 22 shots. If that's not a guy who's playing like a, a top 50 player for, again, this and, and you could go back to some other really good games even earlier in the season. He had uh, 22 and six against in the loss, the first loss to Phoenix. Um, he's had, you know, multiple 20 point games before that. I mean, what more can you say? He saved the season. Cause I don't think the, I don't think we're sitting here talking about the playoffs. If Derek Rose is not on this team, I think we're sitting here talking about, Oh man, I hope we can hold off fucking Washington or, or Indiana or whoever the hell we're talking about to, to sneak into the play in. I think Derek Rose has been that important. So shout out to Derek Rose. I just wanted to say that. Michael Aaron, no matter what happens in the playoffs, this team will always have my head and my heart. Mine too. It's a special team. This year means no more to me or means more to me than 2012-13. No contest. Um, completely agree. Um, slacker hero. If you watch Samuel Dallenberg play basketball, I just want to say I love you and I'm happy you got to watch this next team. <laughs> that's a great That's a great comment. Um, and uh, what else? We oh my gosh, Vivek, Vivek, you did you too much, my man. You're really too much, Vivek. Thank you so much, Vivek. You know, let me just shout out. Back in the day when we it was the website when it was the Knicks Film School website, 
and I was posting stuff every day and, and, and JB was, was doing the, just basically doing the Twitter. There was one other person, one other person who was posting something every day on the Knicks film school website. And that was Vivek. And he would post his Knicks history moments. And I would love reading them every day, even though he had to like dig through some garbage to get some good Knicks history, but he found it. He consistently found it. Um, and so shout out to Vivek. Um, one of the best Nick fans I know. Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a deep breath for this one. Lance Thomas, Lou Amundsen, Shane Larkin, Langston Galloway, Maurice Indore, Kaz, Kuz, excuse me, Luke Cornett, um, Jeremy Tyler, Tony Roten, Sasha Vujicic, Ramon Sessions, Mo Harkless, Kyle O'Quinns, Kevin Serafin, John Jenkins. <laughs> Playoffs. Was anyone else in here? Hyped for John Jenkins. I remember when that, that's, you want to, like, you want to, like, I saw Vork. I love Vork. Shout out to Vork. Just tweeted out. I'm so happy for Knicks fans. You guys have been through a lot. Some of you need some masochism to survive the last eight years, but at least there's a payoff. So enjoy the playoffs. Here's the thing. I love all the beat writers. I do. I love all of them. They're fantastic. They're great. I mean, I love I, Mike Borgonoff's a better writer than I'll I'll ever be, and I admire his 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 journalism. Bondi, you know, everybody gives him shit. He's an awesome guy. Berman, again, we all give Berman shit. Amazing guy. Ian Begley has done more help for me behind the scenes than any of you will ever know. Um, Steve Popper, awesome. Like, did, really, Chris Eisman. Chris Eisman, uh, writing for NorthJersey.com. Amazing, amazing. But their job is to cover the team. Their job is not to root for the team. And, you know, I think, I think there, there's something that, and the reason why y'all are here with me right now is not because I'm anything fucking special at all. It's because there is just something that it doesn't matter how closely you cover a team, this team specifically, how much you know the history how much you look up the stats, how much you see, how many games they lost and what they lost those games by and all that stuff. Unless you have sat down and and saw a tweet that said the Knicks are signing John Jenkins for the rest of the season and you've gotten genuinely excited because you're like, ooh, John Jenkins, maybe he's really good. Maybe he's the savior we've been waiting for, right? Because we've all done it. Maybe it wasn't with John Jenkins. Maybe it was some other fucking nobody who we've been forced to root for year after year after year after year. Um, Praying, hoping against hope that like this would be the lightning in the bottle that every other team seemed to get except us. And the one time we got it, you know, we let it, we let it go away in, in Jeremy Lynn. Um, so like again there's there's something special about this fan base. Um there's some there's some special about this fan base and uh everybody should be proud to be a part of it. And I, I nobody nobody tonight of all nights should feel like you know you 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 like 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 this is the night to celebrate and we all deserve this. We all deserve this because this is what fan fandom is. This is what fandom means. This is why you are a fan. This is why I'm a fan, at least. So, shout out to all of you. Um, 
all of us. <laughs> Maje Lampe. How can I forget Maje Lampe? Uh, bad eyesight. I see your John Jenkins and raise you a Tory Murray and a Tony Roden. I was hyped for Tony Roden. Tony Roden for, for a hot minute. Remember Tony Roden on Philly? Um, Tony Roden on Philly was like, he was a, a bucket. And then when we got um, Tony Roden, I was like, man, the only reason he didn't succeed in the league so far is because he never got an opportunity. Here, he's going to blow up. You'll see. Watch. You'll see. My God. Some of the names... Some of the seasons. I don't even know which one was the worst. It it like for me, it wasn't eighteen eight. It wasn't eighteen nineteen because that we went into that season expecting a tank, and it was like there were no expectations. I don't know what was the worst one. What was the worst season? I think probably the worst season for me was, was had to be something in the early two thousands, the early to mid two thousands, maybe. I might have to give it to the Larry Brown year. I might have to give it to the Larry Brown year. The Larry Brown year was bad. That was rough. That was harsh. Um, how much money did he get paid for 23 wins? Um, Jaden Berlin says 1920 was the worst. That was the other one that came to mind. 2019-20 was fucking brutal um, because of – the expectations that had been built up for, for us the year prior. And then to undergo that season, you know, would just, I mean, it, it felt hopeless at times last year. It, it felt hopeless at times last year. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, what did I say? Jaden? Oh, sorry. Jared, Jared Berlin. My apologies. Um, 18 million for 23 wins. Thank you, Vivek. I knew you would get it. Um, Robert Cross, thanks to Mrs. Macri for sharing John with us. Thank you, Mrs. Macri. Um, this is for chicken cutlet of your choice, Big Fifteen. I'm I got to eat something. I was I was um, my wife uh, is exhausted all the time because she has to watch two kids because I'm busy doing this shit. So she passed out tonight at about uh, seven o'clock. I had to I had the baby on on my uh, chest watching flipping between. First, I was watching the, the Washington game. And I was flipping the Celtics game, and I was starting to get really hungry. I'm like, man, I want to go heat up some chicken, um, but I didn't want to wake up my wife. Now that my wife is up, you better believe I'm gonna um, I'm gonna heat some up. Probably gonna be a chicken color. Um, anyway, so thank you, Mrs. Macri. Um, you know, David Crockett. That one hits. That one hits hard. That was that the low point. Annika Brown Sanders was that the low point? Might have been the low point. Yeah, might have been. We've here's the thing. Whatever your personal low point is, you're not wrong. <laughs> because it's just it hits differently for different people. Um I mean shit, if you're someone who's been a fan for a long time and you tell me one of the ways the nineties one of those nineties seasons ended was the low point for you, I mean I would believe that, even though, you know, those are the glory days now. Uh Reese Armstrong, um, in the super chat here. Brandon Jennings, Ron Baker, Jared Jack. Yeah, so many, and now we did it. You make great stuff, rooting for the Knicks, not covering it. Keep doing keep doing fans. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to change doing what I do, man. Uh, I'm not going to stop either. So, um, again, honored to be able to do it, privileged to be able to do it, um, the, whole, the whole thing. Um, all right. 
I still it has still hasn't hit me. We're going to the playoffs. Uh, I honestly can I just be honest with you guys for a sec? I don't even care that we're whether we're the fourth or the fifth or the sixth seed. I really don't. Um I, like the only team I really don't kind of want to play is Miami. I don't want to play Miami. Um, but if we're the whether we're the four or the if here's the thing. If we're the if we play Miami, it means we've made it up to the four or the five seed. But I actually don't even think Miami's in play because for Miami to be in play, let me get you I have to talk this through for a second. For Miami to be in play, for us to play Miami in the first round, that would mean, I think, that the Hawks would need to go. If the Hawks went one and one, no, the Hawks would need to go zero and two. I'm pretty sure the only way that the Knicks could play Miami in the first round is for the Hawks to go zero and two. If someone who is a little bit more clear-minded than me at this point can uh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the the only way the Knicks play the the Heat in the first round is if the Hawks lose both games. Um, so, given that situation. And given that we're we're almost certainly going to wind up being, um, uh, thank you, Andrew, um, Jason M. No, the Hawks go one and one, and the Heat and the Knicks win out. Yes, that's yeah. Okay, that's right. Because if the Hawks go one and one, yeah. Okay, then we would play each other. You're right. Yeah. Good. Good call. Thank you. Um, who was that? Jason M. Thank you, Jason M. Um, either way, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> so the likelihood is that the Knicks are either going to play the Hawks or the Bucks, or I guess the Nets. You know what? Bring on any of those teams. I don't even care. Even the Nets. Fuck it. Bring on the Nets. Um, okay. Uh, Mike Sweetney. Man, you know my Mike Sweetney story? My Mike Sweetney story is um, when the Knicks made the playoffs in 2004. So for you youngins out there watching, um, Isaiah Thomas, after he took over, I think it was about two weeks after Isaiah Thomas took over, um, he made a trade for a young man by the name of Stephon Marbury. Uh, He's from Brooklyn. You may have heard of him. And Stephon Marbury uh, briefly reinvigorated the fan base and the franchise and uh, got the Knicks to the 2004 playoffs when they played in the first round the then New Jersey Nets. And so me, I think I was living in Staten Island at the time or well, I was in college. So I was probably home or whatever. I made my way to what I'm pretty sure was still called Continental Airlines Arena, which was built on a swamp. Um, And I made my way there for game one of the playoffs because God damn it, if I was going to miss a Nick playoff game Um, and the, the Nets got out to a big lead and then the Knicks made this run to get it to within, I want to say they got it to within like 10 points or something, like 11 points, 9 points, something. And the exclamation point on the run was like, it was some guard, maybe it was Marbury, maybe it was someone else, like missed a layup. It was like a fast break, missed a layup. And Mike Sweetney, Mike Sweetney of all people, um, grabbed the offensive rebound and put it back for a dunk. And the place was exploding because it was obviously mostly Nick fans. And I was like jumping out of my seat. Going fucking ape shit, and then um, and then the Nets um, scored the next like twenty points and blew us out, and the, the series was not competitive, and we didn't win a game. So that's my Mike Sweetney story. Um, 
Robert Cross, drafting Kenny Skywalker was not a great moment. Before my time, but uh, I've heard uh, he was not very good. Michael, a uh, Michael Aaron, I came in late, not sure if you talked about this at all, but if we can't get Atlanta in round one, I would want Milwaukee before Miami. So would I. So would I. I, I, I look, do I think they're beating either of those teams, if I'm being honest? I would not pick the Knicks if I was an objective observer. But, of course, I'm not an objective observer, so, of course, I'm going to pick the Knicks. Um, no, I would rather play Milwaukee, 100%. Um, okay. Uh, I think I'm uh, – Michael, you're so generous, my man. Seriously, dude. Um, thank you, really, Michael. Thank you very much. And James Chrysler, rest the guys and settle for six or have them push and go for it. It's been a long eight years. Last year was my low point with all the fizz stuff. Yeah, last year sucked. Last year was fucking terrible. Um, there's no other way to say it. Um, I listen. I'm I'm playing healthy guys. That's and and Tibbs is Tibbs is going to play healthy guys. Um, go go read Zolo. Uh, Andrew is telling me to go read Zolo J's um, comment. Let me see. Can you, um, Andrew? Can you uh, take a take a picture of that? Because I, I, my super chat is all over the place. Um, what is this, Abe? My goodness, Abe! Thank you so much. You know that the media will flip it and kill us for being excited for making the playoffs, but you know what? Them, lol. Look, I, I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. We are we are fans. We 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 treat we treat this stuff differently than the media. If any if any media people like, but here's the thing: if you're in the media, you're not a fan, so you you don't you know you don't get it, right? So like if 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 you're if you're a if you're a media person and you see this group of people who have been through eight years of utter shit get this morsel of bread and they're going ape shit over it. You're going to look at those people and you're going to be like, what is wrong with them? Because you don't get it. You know, you're not a, you're not a fan. You're a journalist. It's a different job. Um, I'm not going to fault them for, for not getting it, but um, you know, it, it is what it is. And and again, these people are uh, the people that cover this team. I, I just, I really do. I have all the respect in the world for, and, and uh, I appreciate them because they've all, it, it, may, it may not matter to some of you, but they've all, gone out of their way to help me out um over the last couple of years as i've been trying to make my way doing this stuff so you know they're nothing but good things to say about all of them um now i see it zolo j i missed you before i remember getting hyped when ron baker would come off hitting a couple threes man i love that ron baker that first season of ron baker i was all about ron baker and then the player option happened um <laughs> yeah is what it is um Okay. Uh, I'm going to read some more comments in the chat, and then I'm going to go uh, work on a newsletter for tomorrow. Um, Thrillum Guns. Finally, Mac, we can say we're a playoff team, bro. <laughs> Felt like an eternity, but we here. Uh, Jacob Lieberman. Jorts! Jorts! <laughs> Shout out to my buddy, uh, Bernard, who loved Jorts. Um, James Stanziano, my man. James, any good bets lately? What, how much money are you putting down on the Knicks to advance out of the first round? You got to let me know, James. You got to let me know. Um, John, I love you. Thank you for everything you've done for me. These, uh, stop it. These past couple of years. Um, through some hard times, you've always been a great distraction. Come on. Uh, don't forget Isaiah Hicks. Two-way. We used our two-way on Isaiah Hicks. Why? 
<laughs> no fucking clue. Henry Ellenson and Troy William. Uh, can I just, again, Henry Ellenson. I, we have a story for all these guys. Henry Ellenson signed with the team. What's the first thing this asshole did? This asshole went, went on Real GM, looked up. Who's Henry Ellenson's agent? You know it, baby. You know who Henry Ellenson's agent was. Same guy who represented Kevin Durant. Same agency. I was like, that's it. Done deal. Doing a favor to uh, to, to, to Jay-Z. Um, KD's coming to town. When we signed Henry Ellenson, I convinced myself in that moment, icing on the cake, KD's coming, baby. This is what we needed to do. This is what we needed to do to get ourselves to the next day. Um, it hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been easy. But it's been worth it. It's been worth it. Every second, every game, every loss, every joke by ESPN or every tweet by some fucking idiot who's looking to get clicks. It's all been worth it. Every bit of it has been worth it because of this season and this team. Um, Cause they are special, man. They are special. And um, I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm going to revel in this one for a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to go to sleep tonight. Ah, uh, because, uh, you know, it's not every day the Knicks clinch the playoffs. So, we here, baby. We here. Fuck Michael Rappaport. Let's, let's end on that. Let us end on that. Fuck Michael Rappaport. Um, the only way I could possibly think to end this live stream is by saying, fuck Michael Rappaport. So, if anybody knows Michael Rappaport, feel free to pass that along to him. Um, but other than that, <laughs> we hear, baby, we hear, we hear, we hear, and we're not going anywhere, man. I will see you all after tomorrow night's game. Giddy up.